The dark web can be like a restaurant for identity thieves. Hi, ready to order? I'll have the driver's license number. Great, that comes with a home address or a birth date. Ooh, both, please. It can be dangerously easy to steal your identity. LifeLock by Norton makes it easy to help protect yourself. If you become a victim, we'll work to fix it. No one can monitor all transactions, but everyone can save up to 25% off their first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Identity theft protection starts here. Hey there, hi there, ho there, it is the Cast. I am Carell, and I'd love to start this week off with some wonderful news to get your week just a humming and joyous rapture, but I have to tell you, I've come to the conclusion over this weekend that as a species, we're pretty much done, so you know what, we all need to start having the time of our life, because guess what, it probably is. Uh, and, there are, and, and my reasoning here is one I think you're going to agree with me on, okay? My reasoning is that we as a species, I'm not just talking about all the idiots that we see roaming around. I'm talking about you and me, and we're, you, we're both pretty, you know, you and I are both pretty, uh, we got it going on. We're pretty savvy, okay? But you, even you and I are not doing what we need to do for our lives. And I don't know why I'm not. I don't know why you're not. I don't know why we're not. I don't know why humans are not. But I'll give you an example. We have too much of one thing and we are turning a blind eye to it, and we have not enough of another, and we're turning a blind eye to it. Now, let me uh, start at the beginning. And yes, by the way, I know that an NFL football player came out today, and I'm going to tell you in a few minutes why that's kind of a tragic thing. Uh, And you're like, what? A gay guy's going to tell me why that's tragic. Yes, I'm going to tell you why that's tragic in just a few moments. But first, you know, one of the things I do a lot is read the San Francisco Chronicle, the San Francisco Gate, L.A. Times, Seattle, uh, oh my God, New York, Los Angeles, Seattle, Miami, Dallas, Austin, uh, a couple from the Midwest, Chicago. I also watch news from Japan, NHK, uh, Sky News. Uh, I do not watch much of American media. So I, I get a lot of information from a lot of places. And one of the things that we're ignoring in San Francisco in particular, but in the country as a whole, is, honey, fentanyl's got a hold on us, okay? 20 people a day at just one hospital in San Francisco come in from the effects of fentanyl. And who are these people? Well, a physician, two nurses, a professional athlete, a drug dealer, a lawyer uh, who nodded off in court, teenagers, 14 and 15-year-olds, a 7-year-old who got into the stash in her mother's purse, That's just one day at one ER, a doctor, two nurses, a professional athlete, a lawyer. So when you think of these, you know, uh, heroin using, drug using, fentanyl using people, you know, don't think of what you see on the show. uh, What is it? Addiction or whatever that show was that was on A&E. The one I used to watch when I was heavily on drugs that made me feel better about my life because there was always somebody worse. Uh, intervention. That's it. Oh, yes. Intervention. So, you know, you think of the people that are on the intervention as the people that are on the drugs. They ain't. They're your doctor. They're your nurse. They're your mama, your sister, your brother, your cousin. They're your teenage, you know, nephew. Fentanyl has got a hold on people. And you know why? Because heroin's too expensive and because it's hard to get uh, oxycodone. 
So fentanyl has become the drug of choice. When you watch the cop shows now, they're all about the fentanyl. Uh, Law and Order, all of them, they're all about the fentanyl, the fentanyl, the fentanyl. LA's finest, the fentanyl. In San Francisco, 200 plus people a day on average are seen at the various hospitals. For what? For fentanyl. And many of them are dying. And San Francisco, honey, that, you know, it's not an aberration, okay? That is the country. We are hooked on the fentanyl. And we're not doing anything about it. We're acting like, hey, these people need to help themselves. Well, if they're on the fentanyl, they got to just go help themselves. Honey, the last thing on your mind when you're on fentanyl is getting off the fentanyl. Trust me. I was on the oxycodone, 100 milligrams a day. And let me tell you, I wish I had some right now. That stuff works, honey. Oh, forget your troubles. Come on, get happy. Fentanyl, chase the jewels away. It will. Fentanyl will chase your blues away. Shout hallelujah. Come on, get happy. You got oxy for another day. Oh, that's how I used to say. Oh, I was always so happy when I woke up and I had my oxy. You know, forget wake and bake with the pot. You think people are like losers if they wake and bake with pot. But like half of America is waking up and taking oxy right out the bat, honey. There ain't nothing like it. Waking up at five in the morning, having yourself a little oxy, going back to bed for 90 minutes and waking up feeling good all over. It works. It works. And we're not addressing it because, A, we don't think it's us. And it is. It's our family. They're in your family. Someone in your family is taking the drugs, honey, taking the oxy, taking the fentanyl. Might even be you. I don't have a problem with it. Famous last words. You cannot not have a problem if you're taking an opiate. If you are on, and if you're, well, I need it for pain, Corel. Bull crap. Unless you're just getting out of surgery, unless you're just two weeks out of surgery, you don't need an opiate for pain. You need to manage that pain another way, honey. Trust me, I don't take opiates. I got more pain than you can amel the pain. The pain I have. Oh, woe is me. The pain. I got the pain. Oh, yes, I got the pain. I mean, come on, people. You act like I'm just this healthy, normal, regular individual. Hell to the no. My back and neck is so messed up that when doctors look at it, they run from the room. We don't want none of this. Oh, hell to the no. Throw fentanyl. They'll, they'll, throw, they'll cover me in fentanyl patches if I want. Why? Because I got the pain. I got the disability. But Lord, San Francisco and the rest of the country, but San Francisco, you got to do something about fentanyl. It's out of control. That's clogging up health. That's as many people going to the hospital for that as for COVID. Why don't we have a national response to fentanyl like we do to COVID? I will tell you. Because someone's making money off of fentanyl. They weren't making money off the COVID, so we had to eliminate it. Now the cure, the vaccine, they're making billions off of. So they're happy to just give us a vaccine. They don't want to cure COVID. You ain't heard about no therapeutics, have you? Have y'all heard about any pills you can take if you get the COVID or if you show up at the hospital with the COVID? Have you heard of any breakthrough treatments? Hell no. Why ain't no money in that? No, vaccinate the people. That's where the money's at. Curing it. Oh, ain't no money in that. AIDS, why cure the AIDS? Ain't no money in that. No, keep them on these drugs. Yes. So the COVID, oh, the COVID. We, we See, talk about as a species sticking our heads in the ground. We're the ostrich species. We really are. We're acting like if we just ignore the fentanyl epidemic, the opiate epidemic, it will go away. 
Uh huh. It ain't going nowhere during the pandemic. It went higher. Oh, yes, honey. Higher during the pandemic. People were bored as hell at home. What they do? Eat the opiates. They eat everybody's opiates. If your neighbor had an opiate, you know you asked him. You got an extra one of those. I mean, that. It, come on. Locked up for 19 months? Hell, honey. Yes. Yes. Opiates everywhere. San Francisco, you're in the grips of the opiates. And what are you doing about it? A big fat nothing. You're not doing nothing. They're taking those opiates and you're not a bit concerned. Everybody is drugging and you're not caring. You just feel that all this BS is absurd. Yep. Ain't caring. Ain't no national outcry. Help the opiate addicts. Help them. No, no. Let them criminalize them. Send them to jail. That's what we do to them. We don't help them. Help some opiate addict. Why would we help an opiate addict? It's not like it's my mama. Ooh, and then it is. It's not like it's my brother. Ooh, then it is. Ooh, then it is. Everybody say, ooh, then it is. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. So we are sticking our heads in the sand about all the opiates. And y'all have watched that documentary on the Netflix. Y'all have seen how the Sackler family and all these other people made millions and billions of dollars feeding us the opiates. And we ate them like baby birds waiting for mama to throw up in our mouth. Arr, arr, arr. We were right there under the Sacklars. Regurgitate that opiate up into me. Arr, 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 give it to me. You know, they couldn't have made those billions if we weren't eating them like they were candy. And why? See, this gets to it. This gets to it. The crux of it, the meat of it, the thrust of it. Thrust, thrust. Why? Why can't we get away from, why can't we, why are fentanyl like we in Brokeback Mountain, we, we just can't quit, I just can't quit you. Why? Why do so many of us have the Brokeback disease when it comes to opiates? Well, the answer is easy. Because we unhappy, particularly in San Francisco. You ain't happy in San Francisco. You all act like you happy. San Francisco is the most unhappy place I have ever been. And I know y'all going to get mad at me for this, but if you did some soul searching, you'd find out it's true. Y'all unhappy because you all can't live like you want to live in San Francisco. You can't live in the nice house on the side of the hill. You can't live with a view of the bay. When I was in Long Beach at the Hotel Maya for four days, which you all should do, by the way. Everybody should do four days at the Hotel Maya. When I was at the hotel there for four days, with that view, I re and then on John's boat on his yacht, my friend John Limbacher's yacht, I realized that I'd lived in Long Beach for 43 years and could never afford that view. I could never live where there was a view like that. Hell no. I got a view of 7th Street, people crapping in my lawn, sirens going by, or an alley in the back. Oh, yes, my backyard was beautiful, but if I looked over my fence, ugly. Honey, in San Francisco, you ain't got the money to enjoy San Francisco, so you're unhappy about it because you got to work all the time. You have to work when you're even working. You, you, when you go to bed, you are thinking about work. You got to work all the time to make all the money to live in the Bay Area because it's so fabulous. Well, if it's so fabulous, why so many of you eating fentanyl like it's past candy, huh? And don't act like it's just druggies. It ain't. It's doctors. It's nurses. It's lawyers. Why? Because the Bay Area is unpleasant to live in and you won't admit it. Oh, but Corell, it's beautiful. It was. And it is for rich people. It ain't for you. 
San Francisco's become a rich enclave. If you ain't rich, you unhappy. How do I know? Because you're eating fentanyl like it's candy. Wherever there are people eating fentanyl like it's candy, there is unhappiness. Because that is ultimately what makes you take that drug. It ain't just the pain. Pain makes you unhappy. Ever had it? If you had, you know the answer. Makes you unhappy. What are you feeling today? Pain. Are you happy? No. Why? Pain makes you unhappy, child. You are not happy when you are in pain. Emotional pain, physical pain, psychological, whatever kind of pain you in, that ain't making you happy. So what are you doing? You're taking the drugs. Whether it's the illegal ones like the fentanyl, the legal ones like the antidepressives, you know, with all those wonderful names, Zimbiblar and all of that. New Zimbiblar. What does it do? We don't know, but we just wanted to create a drug that we could call Zimbiblar. <laughs> now someone's going to name a drug Zimbiblar. You just wait. Zimbiblar. What could that treat, Zimbiblar? <laughs> Something with your bladder. I don't know why I think that, but Biblar sounds blattery. Uh, anyway, so in San Francisco, in the Chronicle today, fentanyl overtaking the city. They act like fentanyl patches be chasing people down Mission Street, you know, down the Embarcadero. Quick, there's a fentanyl patch trying to jump on me. Get in the car. Hell no. People taking them because they're unhappy. Because it's hot. Because it is uncomfortable. And being poor in the Bay Area sucks. And since everybody is, if you don't make $150,000 a year you, in the Bay Area, you are poor. You are not living in a nice home. You are not buying the nice food at the nice restaurants. Oh, you've got your quaint bodegas and your little, you know, inner cities like in Washington Heights. Poor yawn. Sorry, didn't like it. And I'm a queer and I'm supposed to like musicals, but I just didn't like that one. I'm sorry, Lin-Manuel. I can't like everything you do, right? I, did, I didn't like In the Heights. Predictable, predictable storyline. You know, his type of, of writing a play where it's almost like a libretto or a... Uh, you know, where it's just almost all sung but spoken. Yeah, yeah. Didn't really like it. Lead guy's cute, but yeah. No, like a bunch of wishy-washy people, if you ask me. But anyway, but they could sing and dance. God bless them. So, yes, we got more fentanyl in the Bay Area than humans could possibly imagine. But what don't we have? We don't have water. Now, I really have been obsessed. If you, there are pictures of Lake Mead you need to see. It is now as low, the Statue of, it is as low as the Statue of Liberty is tall. Ain't that something? And, if, and at now 25% of, of Hoover Dam is no longer producing power. So now it's only at 75%. That's just good. 2020, it was a 20, I mean 2000, it was all good. This all just happened in 21 years. That means, honey, we're doomed. And every story I read is about conservation. Honey, if you're a farmer right now in California, Nevada, or Arizona, pack up your seeds and leave because we ain't gonna be, they're going to be cutting off your water. I mean, come on. I, you know, my friend Heath and I were just talking about this this morning. Uh, uh, pistachios take huge amounts of water. Every almond you eat, one almond took a gallon of water. We ain't got the water to be growing pistachios and almonds. Grow those in places where there's water. There ain't any water here. So all of a sudden, we, oh, they're going to be making changes. And, and why am I afraid of all of this? Because we ain't addressing. We, are, we, are, we have become the head in the sand species. And this goes back to the opening. We, we know the problems. We see the problems. And then we hide from the problems. We act like if we ignore the problems or just, you know, oh, 
them. I know, no, I know of them. I know about them. No, I'm informed. We act like being informed is enough. Like knowing about something is enough. And this goes back right now to me. Right now to me. Right in this house, in this chair, in this home studio. Because I know Las Vegas is doomed. Doomed. D-O-O-M-E-D. Doomed. Unless they build a pipeline from the Great Lakes or something, unless they bring an iceberg to fill Lake Mead or start desalinating the ocean, we doomed. 25 million people drink out of Lake Mead. Oh, can you imagine? Oh, all those mouths. Oh, uh, 25 million people. And 4 million of them right here in the Las Vegas Valley. Las Vegas gets its number one source of water is Lake Mead. It's drying up. And they ain't refilling it. People act like they're going to keep going to the tap indefinitely. And water going to keep flowing out. Honey, no. Uh-uh. They're going to be cutting that off. There's going to be rations. There's going to be all kinds of stuff. Oh, wait and see. The water war is going to be ugly. And it has started. And so if you live in Las Vegas and you ain't thinking about selling your house and getting out, then you are ignoring the problem. Because I would sell this house at top dollar to someone. If they're not worried about the water, then let them live here. But I know better. You see? You see how we know better and we ain't doing it. We know better. You and I know better. If you've been in California, you know you ain't got no water. It's over. The 40 million people that live there, you have not got the natural resource that you need. It's going to keep getting hotter. It's going to keep burning up, up, up. And you ain't got the water to drink, let alone put out fires. The West is done. Al Gore tried to tell us, lo and behold, 30 years ago, he did. He tried to tell us his inconvenient truth. Yes, he did. And all we could do is proclaim him the most boring man alive and then cheat him out of the presidency that he won legally. You know, I was thinking about that, not to digress on a tangent, but about this whole Trump not being prosecuted. Now he's suing New York for ending contracts with him. Yeah. Um, we didn't stop George W. Bush. That was a coup. The Supreme Court ruled in a case where they had no jurisdiction, where they, there was no constitutional question. There was a state remedy for what was going on in Florida. There was already a remedy on Florida's books, but they argued that by counting the votes again, you would be infringing on George W. Bush's right, his Fourth Amendment right to equal protection, I believe it was, or Fourteenth Amendment right to equal protection. Counting votes, the Supreme Court decided, was going to infringe upon George W. Bush's constitutional rights. That's how he won Florida. By the Supreme Court saying, if you count the votes, if you keep it... Now, they're doing an audit. They're looking up everybody's butt over in Arizona right now. The Republicans doing an audit. But, oh, if we went back and said Florida was so screwed and that it actually, you know, that it, the election should have gone the other way, we're bitter. But they can, they can say that they got votes in Arizona with bamboo on them because they were brought over on ships from China. And people actually believe them. But a real problem with hanging chads down in Florida and we can't do a revote or just throw the state out, period, or whatever. Oh, no, that was a coup. And then when they instilled these neoconservatives, which is what they were called, they're not Republicans, they were neocons. When they instilled these neocons, 
They committed war crimes. Abu Ghraib and on down the line. George W. Bush, I don't care how much the Obamas like him, is an unindicted war criminal who is responsible for thousands of American deaths needlessly in Iraq. We're a war we did not need to be in. We got no spoils from it. We ain't got no oil. We ain't got no free oil. Gas down. Oh my God, gas in Los Angeles was killing me. Four plus dollars a gallon. And we fought a war in Iraq, not once but twice. And our best friends are the Saudis. George W. Bush skipping through the garden with the Saudi crown prince. They hacking up people over there in the Saudi, Saudi Arabia. They hacking up Americans under Trump. We ain't doing anything about it. Khashoggi was his name, the journalist, remember? Hacking him up. We looking the other way, and they still charging us through the nose for oil. What the hell? $4 a gallon. Oil and milk, the same cost. You don't need either of them. So what's up with us? We know that the West is done. It's done. We know we have to move it. Al Gore told us cities will have to be relocated. There will be more than 50 million climate refugees. Where did you think those people were coming from? Walmart. They're coming from places like Nevada, California, Oregon, Washington. Yes, Washington, with all that rain, is in a drought. Did you think the climate crisis people that were going to have to move were going to come from where? San Francisco ain't got no water. You got to have snow, San Francisco, to have water, and you ain't had any out in your mountains. I'm telling you, the Western United States is done, and we know it. We know it. It's overpriced. It's burning. All these other things. And there's no water. And what do we do? We keep moving there and sending home prices through the roof when we know in 30 years those houses, when their mortgages come due finally, ain't going to be worth the paper the mortgage is printed on and some will be underwater. And I don't mean in a real estate term. We ain't doing nothing about it. America's eating fentanyl like pets candy. San Francisco in particular. We ain't doing nothing about it. Why are they unhappy? Why are they unhappy? Because they live in San Francisco. There's other places, Duluth, Wisconsin, they call it the San Francisco of the North, where for $200,000 you can have a house on the side of a hill that overlooks one of the biggest bodies of water in the world. Uh-huh. You ain't got to live there. It's making people unhappy. And now Las Vegas is going to make me unhappy. It is, because I know there is no water. And that makes me unhappy. I don't want to live in a place where the most vital liquid is threatened. And I don't want to move again. I like my condo. I like my neighbors. I don't want to move again. But again, I'd be one of those stupid Americans, not just like our weight. We know obesity is killing us. We know it is. We ain't doing crap about it. We're waiting for a pill or a surgery or something. But, well, I'm not. But y'all are. Most of you. We know we should all be vegan. All the data tells us it. You're healthier, the planet's healthier, everybody's healthier if you're a vegan or a plant-based eater, and yet you won't. This is why I started the show by telling you I'm afraid the human species is on a one-way trip to hell. And quickly. Because we will not, as a species, as a person, as just individuals, we will not do what's best for us. And when we know something, when we know it, we still won't act. You now know that San Francisco is Filled with fentanyl addicts. You now know that someone in your family is hiding the fact that they're doing the fentanyl from you. What are you going to do about it? Nothing. Nothing. 
You know the West is out of water. You know it is. And that includes San Francisco, Los Angeles. You, everything from San Francisco down is out of water. Napa, the wine country, all the farming. We don't have the water for it. And water is not magically going to appear from the sky. That ain't going to happen. We know this. Are we moving all the farms? Are we moving the wine? Well, they are moving the wine country up to Washington. But, you know, are we moving all of the farm? No. We're going to wait until we're all stuck without produce because we didn't move the places that grow the produce. Are we building vertical farms in their, in their place where we can reuse all the water? No. California, if you want to keep farming, you better go vertical and you better go vertical faster than you can say Jack Flash. Vertical, baby. Vertical farming. Reuse the water and gray water. Every bit of our water should be reclaimed. We need to be reclaiming every drop of water. Every drop should be reclaimed. We know this. We ain't doing it. See what I'm saying? We know the opiate problem is out of control, but we saw the documentary. We're all informed. And are you stopping it? No. We know the West is done. The West, the entire West, all of it, the West. We've killed the Western United States, RIP West. We've killed it. All of the liberals got to move somewhere. So where are we taking over? We should be having a very real conversation about where we're going to move Los Angeles and San Francisco. A majority, half or more of California has to leave. There's only enough water in California for probably 10 or 15 million people, not 40 million plus people. There's not enough water in Nevada. We, some of us are going to have to leave. We can't conserve our way out of this. We got to go. Well, you're going to dig a trench from the Great Lakes to the head of the Colorado River? I mean, you could. But ain't no one planning on it. See what I'm saying? Why are we doing this to ourselves? And then we sit around and discuss things. I told you I was going to get to this, and I will in the last four minutes here. A big NFL player came out today as gay. And he's a member of the Raiders, uh, I believe. And he's a, like a defensive lineman or so. He's not some little girly quarterback. Oh, no. Uh, no, he's a big, burly, manly man. Uh, and it's headline news. Carl Nassib, N-A-S-S-I-B, Nassib, Nassib, of the Las Vegas Raiders. He's right here in Vegas. Announces he is gay. And the sad part is he's going to wish he never had and he'll probably be out of professional football in a year or two because it's so, and it's not homophobia in, in football. It's just homoassism. There, there needs to be a new word. Phobia means fear. People ain't, these, these yahoos with their big monster trucks ain't afraid of me. They're just a-holes. And in the NFL, all the homophobia that exists, it ain't fear. It's just testosterone-laden men being a-hole, wife-beating, gun-carrying, drug-doing a-holes. That's the NFL. So will he be supported? Yes, right now. Oh, yes. But in six months, he'll be off the team. And there's going to be jokes upon jokes, and the people are going to act like juveniles. They are. His life is not going to be fun now. And that happy pride. His, this shouldn't even be a blip. First of all, no one should even care. I've always been amazed that my first name became openly gay in radio. It's like, really? Y'all are that interested who I'm sleeping with? Nobody. My name should be nobody gay. <laughs> uh, but he's come out. He donated 100000 to the Trevor Project. Good for him. Um, he will inspire other kids. And so there's nothing bad about him coming out except for him.
He's like it or not, he's ended his NFL career. And you'd like to think we live in a time where he hasn't, but you'll see. I love the Las Vegas Raiders. I love that they're here. God bless the Raiders. But I guarantee you, next year, hereafter, Carl Nassib will be a broadcaster. He'll be commenting on the game. And why? Probably because he's not going to like the response from all the teammates. Why? Because they're a bunch of testosterone-laden, arrogant straight men. Yeah. We know how that's going to go. All right. Anything else in the news before we go? No. Everything else is just stupid, same old stuff that we tolerate, like politics and politicians. We just tolerate them. We know they don't work for us. We know they have their own interests, and we don't throw them out. We send more like them. When we get a chance to throw them out, we don't. Even Democrats, especially Democrats. We had a chance this year to put in some young, talented people. We put in the oldest man we could who's acting old. And I don't mean physically. I mean his policies. Everything's so safe. Everything's so this, so that, you know? I was ready for bold, kick butt, put people in jail, open the Bastille, back up. All right, I am Krell. You be who you want to be, so I don't hurt anybody. On Wednesday's show, I'm going to show you how to make the easiest carrot soup in the world. I didn't do it today because my maids were here cleaning and I, quite frankly, didn't want to mess everything up. Uh, but I'd like it to be clean for two days. But on Wednesday, uh, you will, in fact, learn how to make the best, quickest, easiest, like four ingredients, carrot soup. You can whip it up in 20 minutes. You're going to love it. Okay. Uh, don't forget that we are supported through Patreon right there on your screen, patreon.com forward slash Corel. Reallycorel.com has all of my videos and content. Subscribe on YouTube, which is Really Corel, youtube.com, Really Corel. Do subscribe on YouTube. Support me on Patreon. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram. It's Really Corel. I didn't get invited to the opening of Resorts World Influencers because I'm not an influencer. I've made history. I've changed lives on the radio and you know, I'm about to go back on Free Speech TV. I host the only openly gay award show for television and film that there is, and I've done that twice in the last year, but I'm not an influencer. Why? Because I don't have hundreds of thousands or millions of social media followers. Why? Because I'm a show for adults. <laughs> All right, you adults, subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Really Corral. Let's show these youngsters that adults can do this too. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. It's Really Corral, R-E-A-L-O-Y-K-R-E-L. And that's the website as well. I am Corral B, who you want to be, so long as it does not hurt anybody. And I wish Carl Nassib luck. He's going to need it. He came out in a, in a sport filled with nothing but test. He might as well be in NASCAR. So I, I wish him luck. I really, truly do. I do. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for the summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. 
It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for the summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. 